we had put out a, a message on Friday that uh, there's been a number of folks who had uh, symptoms and a number of folks who had tested positive, but everybody's doing great. I've been keeping tabs on everybody and, and uh, uh, people are doing well. It's good to be wise. Amen. You know, and just to clarify, we will never close service. We're not shutting down service. We're not banning people from coming. We just want people to be wise and be adults. You know, praise God, we can be adults in, in America, whether people like it or not. We can, we can be adults. You know, we can be smart. We can be uh, independent and free, as Pastor Greg would say. Where did he go? There he is. All right. We can be free. So praise God. Use your wisdom. And, uh, you know, for those of you at home, you know, put another blanket on and grab another cup of coffee and try not to spill it on each other when the spirit starts moving. Amen. Amen. Well, turn with me to Psalm chapter 89. This was one of the, the uh, verses today or this week in the, uh, the uh, two-year reading. For those of you who are still doing the two-year reading, way to go. Good job. Keep it up. This was this week. It says, uh, verse, or chapter 89, beginning with verse 1, says, I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. Amen. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I said, verse 2, for I said, steadfast love will be built up forever in the heavens. You will be established for your faithfulness, Hallelujah! Now, for you, why? For you, uh, very observant, um, uh, amazing folks out there who are very particular, you're going. That wasn't this week's. You're right. I was wrong. I was at 89. It's actually 99. So sorry about that. Here, let's do that again. We'll do uh, let's 98. That's the one I was this morning as I was reading, and I was like, that's the one we wanted. I wanted to read 98. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has redeemed, or he has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Amen? God is good. Why don't we all stand? Even if you're at home, stand up. No, I'm just kidding. You can do whatever you want out, out there. And let's pray and then we'll, we'll worship together. Father, we do thank you this morning for your steadfast love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are good and that you love us and that you, you have made a way. Father, you've made a way where there was no way. And Lord, it's you that, that we want to give glory, honor, and praise to today. And we just, we do that in many different forms. We're going to sing today, but we're also going to speak. We're going to share. We're going to love on each other. And Father, it doesn't matter whether we're here or whether we're in our living rooms right now or driving or whatever we're at. Father, you're there in the midst of us. And Lord, we give you glory. Lord, we just speak over the bodies of everyone who's not feeling well today. We thank you for complete healing and restoration in their bodies. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And we just thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, God is good. Amen. All right. We are going to 
have a guest minister today. I'm so excited because, well, he's not really a guest. He's a part of our church. And, uh, but he was uh, one of the ones that didn't get to minister yesterday. He had a sermon already. And you know what happens when you, when you give, a, give a pastor an assignment and, and, he, uh, and he's ready to preach and then you pull the rug out from under him, man, he just starts twitching. You know, you just, you don't, you don't want to not uh, let them uh, get that message out. It's like fire shut up in their bones. Amen. And so uh, Pastor Brad Lawrence is going to be ministering. But before he comes up, I just had just a real quick, I know the, the announcements are going to be done later. Linda's going to do that. But I know that I've been in contact with, uh, with Mark and uh, Sue, talked to Sue this morning, and she said, and then also Brian, all three classes on Wednesday night are planning on meeting. So everybody's, everybody's healthy, everybody's uh, ready to go Wednesday night. We will see you then. But why don't we give a warm welcome to Reverend... Brad Lawrence. Good morning, good morning. God is good, amen? He's good all the time. He's reliable. He's dependable. And so I'm blessed to be able to minister this morning. Gene and I were supposed to minister yesterday. And when so when Pastor John had called, she's not here today. And so, but I was supposed to fill, possibly fill in when Pastor John and Deb were in uh, California, and in case the flight got canceled, like you were fly- canceling flights, I had another message. So I said, "Well, the one that we were going to minister, I said it was more tailored for our our VFM, but what I had that morning was was for here, but also for anyone else it could be." So if we can let's pray first. Father, we thank you for your word. I thank you that your word is alive, is full of power, is active, is energizing, is effective, and it produces results. I thank you that your word has the power to punch out sickness, punch out disease, oppression, depression, poverty, lack, anything that the enemy would bring our way, that your word is always reliable. So, Father, I thank you this morning that as your word goes forth, it produces. It produces fruit. It produces in our lives. And, Father, but it also causes us to have direction and to get on our course, run our race, finish our race. And so we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. amen. If you want to open, first of all, the Matthew chapter 17, Matthew chapter 7, rather. And yesterday when I was putting this together, this verse of scripture came up. But I'm going to talk about our course, running our course, getting, you know, we're all, we all have a course that's laid out for us. And we're in, and it's, it's, and it's a race. And I used to, you know, I still run some, but I ran, I used to run long distance a lot. And since, since then, I had to have a knee replaced, so now my distance is probably a couple miles. But I used to run five to eight miles a day, and I'd run a lot of 10Ks, and especially when I was in Phoenix. And so, you know, when you're running that kind of a distance, you have to plan it out. And when I would start out, I always wanted to get that first mile in the five-minute range, and then, but then I, I would kind of pace it down and go back down. And then when I got to the end, I'd, had, I'd always say, say, well, I have my kick. And so I'd get to that fifth mile, then I'd start, start revving it back up. And so when I came you know, across the finish line, I was going full blast. And so the same thing with our race. It's not a sprint. It's, it's, a long, it's long distance. But we're in a day and an hour where it's time to pick up the pace. We're in a day and an hour where it's time to, to think about our kick rather than sitting back and, and laying back. But I had this verse of scripture here in verse uh, 24. 
It says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I'll liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and great was its fall. You know, when we were in 2000, you know, the end of 2019, and we got into 2020, things got pretty chaotic, didn't they? And things were, but people started to fasten down, and things, people started to, 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 to get going and, and, to, and to get back into things and, and, and just really work on their foundation, fasten their foundation. And then we got into, into 21, and things kind of, kind of leveled off. Things were still happening here and there, but they were kind of leveling off a little bit. And now we know as we go into 22, and, and Pastor John has said it, and I've, and I've heard some others say it, you know, this, this can be a good, a good time. And this can be, but how many know when times are good is not when we back off? Because the whole thing is, you know, when, if you've ever seen anybody build a house or build a foundation, they aren't building that, laying that foundation in a flood. They lay the foundation, they fasten up in good times, when the, when the ground is good and the season is good. So if we're going to go into a good season, the thing we need to do is realize this is my time to, to, to fasten up and this is my time to get strengthened up and to know, and, and this is my time to keep on moving. Amen. And so we're in a time that we want to keep moving and we want to keep moving forward. And we all want to be doing this together. And Pastor John has shared what he had in prayer on Friday morning. And he, then he shared it Friday night, what the Lord has spoken to him and showed him, you know, that it's been, it's been kind of an uphill climb. You know, then we get to the top. And then, and then all of a sudden, we're going to move. And, and the, way, the way things are looking, we're going to move with momentum, Right. And we're going to go. Well, how many know we, it's not for us to stand on top of the hill and go, oh, look at Pastor John Gold. He, he's just moving and he's going. You know, we all need to be in that together. We need to be saying, look at us go. We're, we're moving and we're going fast and, and, and we're getting things done because it's everyone together. And so the thing of it is, we all have a course. We, God has a plan for all of us. In other words, we all have a purpose. And our purpose is a divine purpose. And so, and, that, and that's meant to be fulfilled. So God has a plan for each one of us in here, amen? And see, he has a purpose for each one of us in here. And, you know, and it's always been there. In Psalm 139, we, we don't have to turn there, but it talks, David had talked about there, and he said, he goes, your eyes saw my substance, speaking of God, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. He goes, and in your book, they are all written. He says, a day's fashion for me when there's not yet one. And so, and then we can look at Jeremiah. And Jeremiah, uh, God said to him, he goes, Jeremiah, he says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. How many know we're formed by God? He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And then he went on and he says, he goes, and I, and I sanctified you or I set you apart and ordained you a prophet. But he says, he goes, I appointed you a prophet. But that was all taking place way before he was even born. So you and I in here, way before we were ever born, there's been a plan. 
And, and there's been a purpose for each of us. And we want to get on that course. And when we get on, you know, the whole thing is, we all kind of know what that's all about. And we're going to get into that a little bit to recognize that and to, and to step in and begin to move in that. And so we all know, you know, it says in John 16, it talks about the Holy Spirit. And in John 16, 13, he, Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit coming. And he says, how it be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come. He says he will guide you into all truth. And it goes on and says, for, he goes, he'll guide you on all truth. And whatever he hears, he'll speak. And it says he will tell you things to come. And King James Version says where he will, he will show you things to come. So he's going to show us and he's going to tell us. And each one of us in here, I believe if we, if we look in our, on the inside of us, because that's where it's going to be told, that's where it's going to be shown, is going to be on the inside of us. And each one of us in here, everyone online, God is showing us things. And, and you've seen it all along. And the thing of it is, when you get born again, that whole thing becomes a little more clear. I didn't have a clue as what my purpose was at all until I got saved. And when I got saved, then all of a sudden I begin to see some things. And, that, and that's the way God speaks to me. My wife, she hears. She'll say, well, God, God she hears God speak. Me, it's like I, I see it. He, he shows it to me. So it's all different, but however he speaks or however he shows, it's going to be about, right now we're talking about purpose, we're talking about course, so he, we're going to know that purpose, we're going to know that course, but he said he'll show us. So it's not meant to be a mystery. And so when we see those things, what we need to do is we need to begin to move forward towards those things. And sitting back and wondering when, we're wondering how, or, or we're wondering, you know, how it's all going to come about. And so each of us in here, we, I believe we see some things, <clears throat> I believe, but we need to begin to move forward to those things. If you go to, to Psalm, thir <coughs> Psalm 37. Psalm 37. So the enemy, he wants to get us off course. He wants to get us off course and try to keep us off course. And he wants us to drop out of our race. And he'll put all those obstacles up there. You'll cause all those things to happen. Because all of us in here, the things that we're called to do, the things that we have in our heart, is meant to make an impact for the kingdom of God. And, and, we're, and we are, when we are making an impact for the kingdom of God, that means destruction for the, for the enemy's camp. That means destruction for the kingdom of darkness. So the enemy, so darkness and evil, he will come and he'll put up as many obstacles as he can to make us, to get us to back down, to get us to back off. And every time you make it a determination, I know I've seen in my, in my own life, every time you make it a determination, I'm going with this. God, show me this. I'm going to step into this. And every one of us in here, we have a purpose. We have a purpose in this vision. We have a, a purpose in the kingdom of God. And when it's, every time you, you make a decision, I am getting back on the path. I am getting on the course. The enemy will say, well, you think so, huh? And immediately you will put up obstacles. Immediately you put up those things that, to say, well, that really wasn't God. And really what he does is he ministers fear so we will back off. And, and not go forward and, and, not, and not keep going. 
And so he was, what he was doing is he tries to take away because the whole thing is your purpose with your purpose is desire. Right? You, you know, the things that you're, that you're called to do, all of us in here, first of all, anything we're called to do is beyond us. We have to rely on him. And that's a lot of times why people will draw back because they know it's beyond themselves. But we still need to step into it because when you step into it, the grace is there to do it. The empowerment, the empowerment is there to do it. But if you go over here to Psalm 37, and it says here, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And it says, And he sh shall give you the desires of your heart. So it's saying that he shall give you the desires of your heart. And I used to always just think the only thing that meant was that everything I desire he's going to give me. And that can, be, that can be a loaded thing sometimes if you say that to people because they got all these desires and not all those desires are desires that God has for it. Amen? But it says here, but what I also notice, it says, they said he'll give you the desires. He shall give you desires. What he does is he will put desires in you. And so, so, the, so the things that are purpose and the plan that he has for us, he has taken and he has put those desires on the inside of us. And then you can see yourself doing things. And it's always beyond you because sometimes we can see ourselves doing things and we think, whoa. You know, and sometimes we can think, well, that's just a haughty thing. God has great things for us. God has things beyond ourselves. And so he, he puts those things there. And so you see it. And but along with that desire, I said, like I said, it's beyond us. Now let's go to Ephesians chapter one. Ephesians chapter one. And there's a prayer that Paul, the Apostle Paul prayed here. In Ephesians chapter 1, he prays this prayer. And then in verse, I'll just pick it up in verse 17. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. It says that he give you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. It says the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. And then he says, what is the hope of his calling? We'll just stop there. So he talks about the eyes of our heart, the eyes of our understanding. He says, he goes, that, is, that eyes of our understanding, being in light, and Amplified Bible says, flooded with light. That the eyes, are, and the Amplified Bible says, the eyes of our heart. So it says, the eyes of our heart the eyes of our understanding, the eyes of our spirit being flooded with light so that we can know, and that word know there, that means to perceive, but it also means to see. So he's saying there, the eyes of our understanding enlightened, flooded with light so that we can know or that we can perceive or that we can see what? the hope of his calling. And the hope means expectation. 
And in, in the Greek, there's a, in the definitions of, of the Greek, is expect, one of them is, is expectation of something good. So there's an anticipation, there's an expectation of something good. And then he says, the hope of his calling. And we look at that word calling, it means invitation. But if you, if you break that down, it goes down and it means a command or an order. So that we would know it, so that we would see it, the expectation of his calling, the hope of his calling and what he's called us to do. And, and, and the things that he's, that he's put in, in our heart. And here's the thing. When God puts something in your heart, when you have something that he believes that he's calling you to do, it doesn't go away. It just, it just stays there. That's one of the ways how you can know it's God, because it won't go away. I've had a lot of things come up, but they go away. So they're not there. But you have some things, they just won't leave. They're just there. They're out there. And so there's things I know in the body of Christ. There's things I know, everyone in here and people online, there's things that you are seeing and you have been seeing and, and God has been placed in your heart. You know, the good thing about starting a new year is you can pick some things back up. We can fasten some things back down. We can get on that path and begin to move. The whole thing is that we don't move, we don't take a step, nothing's going to happen. You can't drive a parked car. You got to put the car in gear. You know, and once the car gets to moving, once the car gets going, then God can direct. He's leading, you know, back into, into racing. There's always a lead car or someone on a bike that lead on that course. And so the, the front runner knew where you're going. Everyone else would just follow. But you're on the course. I used to have dreams all the time before I'd run a race that I got off the course. You know, I'd be thinking, oh, how, where am I at? How do I get back? I, you know, I couldn't finish the race. But how many know we have the Holy Ghost? He said in there, he'll guide us. He'll guide us along. And, he, and he, we'll get into some verses of scripture later, but we have to remember he's out there ahead of us. He's out there ahead of us. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. These are verses of scripture that that we had been in the latter part of this year. And he's, he's talking about spiritual wisdom. Get into some of these verses. When we saw that, that prayer that the Apostle Paul had prayed, he said, you have a spirit of wisdom and revelation. When we look at wisdom, wisdom is insight that's not naturally obtained. So we can have insight in some things, but the insight's not naturally obtained. And he, and he goes here and he's talking about the wisdom of God in verse 7. But he says, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. He says, a hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. So he says, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. And it says, a hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. How many know there's things that are hidden? But they're not hidden from us. They're hidden for us. And the thing, and so there's, there's things, you know, that, that are out there and they're hidden for us because he says before, before the ages, it says for our glory. And what that, that for our glory, what that actually means is for our view. We're to see these things. 
And so all the things that God has said out here, you know, the world, they can't, they can't grab this stuff. They don't get it. Before I got saved, I didn't get it. And, and none of us did. But now once we get born again, and we have the Spirit of God on the inside of us, now we can see into some things that they can't see into. Right? And so it goes on here. You go down to verse 9. And it says, he goes, for it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Notice what it says there. The things which God has prepared. Has prepared. Not going to prepare. Has prepared. The things that God has prepared. So there's things in my life and your life that he has prepared. They're already prepared. We have to tap into them. We have to be able to see them things and, and, fi- and, and find those things that are there. And it goes on in verse 10. It says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God or the hidden things of God. And then we can jump down to to verse 12. He says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who was from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. And again, that word know, that we would perceive or that we would see the things that have been freely given to us by God. And then you go down to verse 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. They are spiritually discerned. So we're, we're in a time, and we're in a day, and we're in an hour that we need to pick it up. We're in a day, and we're in a time, and we're in an hour that we need to tap into what God has called us to do. And, and what he's appointed us to do. And one of the things that we, if there's ever a time, if there's ever a time that we need to spend more time praying the Holy Ghost is now. Because, you know, it talks about the Spirit searches out the deep things of God. See, when we pray, you know, and a lot of times, you know, you say, well, you pray, you know, if you just pray 10 minutes, that's good enough. I believe we need to step it up. I believe we need to get serious about this. I believe we need to be praying in the Holy Ghost. Because when we pray in the Holy Ghost, when we're speaking in other tongues, it says in 1 Corinthians 14, it says, I don't speak to man, but I speak to God. But it says, however, in the Spirit, it says, I am speaking mysteries. So when I, if I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, one of the things I need to do, one of the things I, I make a, a point to do when I am praying in the Holy Ghost, that I am looking, I am searching, because there's things that are down in there, and some of those things are, if you really look on the inside, there's some things down in you, you and they're deep down in you, but they're in there, and you, wanna, you need to get those things and pull those things out, but you're not going to do that doing a couple of in the morning and going out into the world world 
I mean, I'm talking about praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about spending time in that secret place. I'm talking about getting quiet, you know, and setting the cell phone and, and social media over there and all the things that would be drawing and distracting and getting serious. Because I tell you what, things are going to pick up and thing, you know, and, and, and the body of Christ. See, the enemy, the devil, he is out to shut the church up. And he's out to shut the church down. And see, and he, and he, and he made a, a surge of it in 2020, but some of the church rose up. It'd be nice if I could say that all the church rose up, but a lot of, some of the church shrunk back. But thank God for the churches that stood up and, and moved forward. And, and, but he, if he can shut the church up, see, the only way he can shut a church up is to shut their church up, and that's shutting us up. Because we are the church. Amen. River Valley Christian Center is a church, but it's not the church. We are the church. And so for him to shut down River Valley Christian Center, Center for him to shut down the, the Valley Vision, he has to shut us down. If he can shut us down, then he can shut the vision down. So what we have to do, we have to rise up. And especially in this time, if things are going better, we need to rise up and fasten up and realize that I'm going to get going and I'm getting in this thing and I'm moving forward. You know, because, because God has a plan. And but we all are part of that plan. We were born for such a time as this. This time and this day and this hour, everything that's going on is not just in this nation, but it's in the world. So everything that's going on in this nation, everything that's going on in this world, he took us and he placed us here for this time. And if he placed us here for this time, then he's equipped us with everything we need to navigate through these times and to know what to do through these times and to do it with strength and do it with tenacity and not shrinking back and not drawing back. Amen. We need to press forward. It's your day. It's our, it's a church's hour. Amen. And, and, and the, we, the church has an answer for all this stuff. But if we're, if we're drawn back and we're waiting to see, then we're just going to be moving too slow. We need to jump in. It's time. I believe God is saying it's time to jump in. It's time to look. You see it, now it's time to step into it and begin to look at the things you're doing and say, Where, where's my place in this whole thing? Where is my place? And the whole thing is, to find out where that place is, you got to look in here. We have, we have to look on, on, on the inside. And so, go over, so we need to, we can move forward. And we can step into the things. And there isn't anything that we encounter that we don't have an answer for. There isn't anything we encounter. If we, like I said, if we spend time praying the Holy Ghost, and the thing of it is, when we pray in the Holy Ghost, we need to have our, our, our um, guide with us. We need, to, we need to know this word. You know, it's a funny thing. We know, I look, you know, you look at that, um, that scripture I started out about, about the, when, the, when the floods come. And when, the, when they, it says that they come and the, and the rains and the winds and they beat on that house. Well, who's the house? We're the house of God. It beats on us. And many times our problem is, is that, you know, we don't step it up until we get the report. And that's what I was talking about. You can, be, you can get hit physically, and it's amazing how we don't spend a whole lot of time in healing or looking at healing, and all of a sudden the symptoms come on, we get a doctor's report, and all of a sudden we step it up. We don't spend much time in the, area, in the realm in the area of finances until all of a sudden something goes south on us and then we begin to step it up. But we can't build that foundation in a flood. 
We need to have that now. We need to secure ourselves in those things now. Same thing with our future. A lot of times we, we move ahead. You know, we were not moving ahead, and all of a sudden things rise up, opportunities rise up, and we're not prepared, we're not ready for them. So we need to, we need to be braced. We need to be, to be ready for what's coming up. Go with me to um, the Philippians. Philippians chapter 3. And the Apostle Paul is, is ministering some things here, and, and he's talking about, you know, who he is in Christ. He's talking about what, he, in verse 7, he talks about what things were gained to me, these things that have counted uh, loss for Christ. And then he says, I indeed count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, who I have suffered or forfeited the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him. And so he's talking about, about gaining Christ, being found in him. And the Apostle Paul recognized, if I'm going to accomplish the things I'm going to accomplish, it's going to stem out from my relationship with him. In, in that uh, prayer that the Apostle Paul had prayed, in the Amplified Bible, he says that a spirit of wisdom and revelation, and it says insight into the mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of God into the deep and intimate knowledge of God. And then he goes on, and he says, the, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, you know, that we know the riches of his glorious inheritance in a saint. You know, and, and also, just a little side thing here, he goes on in the Amplified Bible, and he says that, that we would know where we'd understand the, 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 the um, immeasurable, surpassing, unlimited greatness of his power. He says, that's in and for us who believe. And goes on and says, the same power that he, to paraphrase it, the same power that he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. He, and he says that we know those things. And if you think about what that verse of scripture is saying, who we are and who we are as a body of Christ, who we are as an individual, he says that we know that power, that, that immeasurable, surpassing, great power, he says that's in and for us, but that power that's in and for us, he said it's the same power that he exerted in Christ or that the Holy Ghost exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. So you have Jesus, he's in the tomb, and the Holy Ghost comes in, and the Spirit of God comes in, and he exerts with force this power into him, and exerted that power into him, and that power raised him up from the dead. And we look in Ephesians chapter, what we just saw there, and he says, it's a great thing to know that power is for us, but he says, it goes on, but he says that power is in us. The same, think about that. The same power that raised him up from the dead, that's on the inside of us. I mean, look down at yourself. That you, you are, each one of us in this room are walking around with that power on the inside of us. Amen. We should be, that's why we can walk in the supernatural. That's why we can plow over the devil. That's why we can accomplish the things we couldn't normally accomplish. But we have to know that. But that's going to all stem out from our revelation of him. And the Apostle Paul goes on in verse 10. And he says, you know, well, I'll just read it through. He goes, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in, in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. He says, and that I may know him. 
in an Amplified Bible, he said, my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I progressively may become more deeply and more intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. The Apostle Paul says, my determined purpose. He didn't, he didn't say my determined purpose is, is to make sure all the churches that I have started to, to get going and, and, to, and to keep going and, and the people that are under me to keep going and to get going. He says, my determined purpose is that I may know him. That I may know him. Because everything you and I do, everything we accomplish is going to stem out from how we know him. Is going to stem out from our having that deep and intimate knowledge of Him, because everything that we do and accomplish is, is going to come from that relationship with Him. Because I have to know Him, I have to be intimately acquainted with Him. I have to be able to perceive and recognize the wonders of His person more clearly than I ever could before. That needs to be my purpose. That needs to be our purpose. And that needs to be what we're going after. It's so easy to go after ministry. It's so easy to go after the callings. It's so easy to go after all those things that we can do. But back in Psalm 37, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. It says, delight yourself in the Lord. doesn't say to delight ourselves in our desires. But delight ourselves in the Lord. And it says, then he'll give you the desires of your heart. It goes on there and it says, commit your way to him. And it says, and he will bring it to pass. He will bring it to pass. He's got the responsibility to bring it to pass. All we have to do is just say yes. And, and just, you know, one of the things I, I've, I've finally started to learn is that, you know what, God, if you ask me to do something, I'm going to do it, but you, I like what Brother Hagen said when he was with, uh, when he was putting Raymond together and the things were, were getting, were, weren't working out right, the finances weren't working out right, you know, and he says, hey, he says, I didn't want to do this. <laughs> he says, he goes, this was my idea, you called me to do it. He says, so if we're supposed to do this, you bring the provision in. He says, the provisions doesn't come in. He goes, I don't care. He goes, I'll just tell everybody you couldn't do it, <laughs> he said. He had that relationship with him. It was the same thing when we started MTC. I can remember as you go along, I mean, that thing went so fast, you know, and I, I went along, you know, and, and, and Gene and I, we would, we'd say, you know, this, is this going to go? And I thought, hey, I thought, if it goes, it goes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. We're just, we're just doing what he's asked us to do and, and to take the step. And along the way, you think, oh, my gosh, he did this. And oh, my gosh, he did that. Same thing with these churches. Oh, my gosh, look at this. This one's going, and this, you know, the whole thing is, once here, if we keep our hands on things, which is so easy to do, if we try to steer this thing ourselves and drive this thing ourselves, it's so easy to do. But I found out if I do that, then I end up getting in this place where all I'm doing is I'm pushing buttons and I'm pulling levers to get things to work. But if I'll let go and let God and follow after him, he can bring it in and, and, and he can bring the things to pass. So all we have to do with the things that are in our heart is just say yes. Is just say yes. And if it doesn't seem like it's happening, we don't have to worry about it. All we're doing is every time he tells us to take a step, we just take that step. And when it gets difficult, he'll grace us. But anything that we set out to do, is, is, it's not going to come without an obstacle. 
is not going to come without a challenge. Life is going is to have challenges. And the whole thing is, you know the children of Israel, God spoke to Moses, and he says, to a point, of, of leaders, 12 spies. And he says, go and send them out to spy out the land that I am giving you. So that should have been a clue right there. He says that I am giving you. And so he, he picked those spies and he sent them out. And the whole thing is, if you ever notice, God never said a thing about the giants. But how many know God knew the giants were there? But he didn't say, send out toys and, and watch out for the giants. Because the giants could get in the way. The giants could defeat you. And so they go out there and they see the giants. And when the giants appear, 10 of them freak out. And, and 10 of them come back with a bad report. And that bad report was enough to sway the camp. And, and to get them to all freak out. Except for Joshua and Caleb. But God knew the giants were there. And the whole thing is, yeah, there, there's going to be giants. And there's going to be battles. But God already knew it. And so God will lead us to a place. You'll lead us into things. And in those things, we can, you can bet there's going to be challenges. There's going to be a few giants. But the whole thing is, wherever God leads you, he'll never lead you into anything that would destroy you. But if he leads you into something, he knows he already has you equipped to be able to go in there and do it and, and get it done. He's already, he already knows, but we have to tap into that. But we have to know that. So we have to know as we go along, whatever rises up, that God already has. That's what Joshua and Caleb saw. They thought, we got this thing. Why did they know that? Because God said, he said back there to Moses, to the land I'm giving you. He already says, I'm giving it to you. And so it's the same with us. And so we have this river valley. And so he's already said, he's giving it to you. He goes, it's there, it's out there. We just need to go and take it. But one person can't do it. One person can't do it themselves and neither can, can just a leadership do it. We all have a part of this. It, it, we, all, we all have a part of this. We all need to step into our part, but we need to know our part. And I believe everyone in this room and people watching online, they're all a part about this. You know your part. It's in there. You know your part. How does it come about? Begin to pray. Pray the thing through. And watch and see. Watch where things are going. And, watch, and, and listen to where God is leading you and what he's leading you to do. And, and, and what part you're supposed to play. And where you're supposed to play that part. It could be one of the other churches. And don't, and don't despise the path along the way. It's amazing. The things that, when I, when I went to, you know, and, and let me say this. As you go along, things can change. Things will change. When, when I first got saved, what I'm doing today, I never saw myself doing it. And if you would have told me back then the things I'm doing today were things I have done, I was going to do those things. I thought, nah, there, there's no way. But as I went along and I obeyed every step along the way, then all of a sudden some things would change. And so I got saved, and, all, and, I, and I started out in Phoenix, Arizona, preaching in the streets. And I preached down where the homeless people are with, with a group of guys, and, you know, and that was, that was a rough area. 
I mean, I had oranges thrown at me and everything, you know, threats and all that. Preaching down there, I went from there and, and then all, you know, moved into some other things. And all of a sudden, God began to, to show me, I saw myself going to school. But it took some time for me to get there. But I saw it, but I was faithful where I was along the way. And, and all, everything that, from secular work, in everything, I was learning along the way. He was equipping me along the way. Then all of a sudden, I went to school. Then I got to school, into school, and I, and I needed a job going to school. So I worked in a Broken Arrow school system. I was, in, I was working there as, as a custodian because I needed a job and I needed some benefits. Then all of a sudden, I, I, got, I got promoted in the areas, and pretty soon I was over one of the biggest schools, and I was an assistant to the district supervisor. And then I'm in there, and I'm a custodian, and I'm working with all these principals and all these, these counselors and all, and all these teachers in the community education. I'm working with all that. And all of a sudden I realized this is some of the best ministry training I could have ever gotten. And it, and it rose my confidence up working out there. So the things that you're in right now saying, well, that's not ministry, that's not my, but there's preparation time. Don't despise that preparation time. And so then, I, you know, I didn't, and so I, I went about that, and all of a sudden, God showed me that, that about pastoring, about starting a church, so we did that, midstream into that, one thing I didn't want to ever have, when I went to Raymond, my two worst class, my worst class was missions, I hated missions, and, and I couldn't stand the class, and I hated going to it, and I thought that is something I would never want to do. Then I remember one time we were over in, in um, at an AFCM meeting, and they were talking, we were, at a, we were at a table, and they were talking to Pastor Kevin Humphrey, and somebody was talking about they're from Siberia, and they're saying they're, they're begging for, for uh, word of faith ministers to come over there and teach them faith. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden something dropped in me. That's the only way I can describe it. It dropped in me. And, and about five years later, I'm in Africa. You know, and then I went to Africa and I've been to Europe. And all of a sudden, that whole thing changed. But we, I took it a step at a time. And so, but we have to go with the things that we see right now. You know, but if I wanted to take in those steps and done that, I'd still be back there not accomplishing the very things that God had called me to do. And so in closing, so he talks about knowing, but he says this, the principle I want to draw out of this he says, not that I have already attained or I'm already, already perfected. He says, but I press on. He says, I press on. He says, I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus also lay hold of me. He says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things that are ahead, he says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So he's talking about who he is in Christ, and he goes, in, the, in, in, in my relationship with him and knowing him, he says, I haven't attained that. He goes, I haven't come to that yet, but he says, I'm pressing on. Let's take the principle, the things that we are to do in life, we need to press on. We need, we need to press on. He goes, I haven't already attained. He goes, but I press on so I can lay hold of that. The principle, I'm, we need to press on so we can lay hold of those things, those dreams, those desires, those passions, that the vision that, that, that we have in our hearts. We need to press on that we can lay hold of that. He says, but one of the things we have to do, here's a principle that we need to do because we have all messed up in our lives. We have all failed. We have all come short. But one of the things we need to do is we need to forget those things. 
We, go, we need to leave those things behind. We need to realize that's all dead seed back there. That, we can't, that can't reproduce. And even missed opportunities. You may have to leave some of those behind. And let me say this. Any missed opportunity that you may have missed and is still a part of the plan of God, he can still put that in there. But the whole thing is, it's not back there. That opportunity is going to be out here. And so what we have to do, he leads us out here. And the thing of it is, he says we need to reach forward to those things, reach out to those things that are ahead of us. And so I can't reach out there looking back because everything is out there. He's leading me out there. He's not leading me back there. I can't go back there. I have to let that go. And we've all messed up before. We've all made, done, done stupid before. But the plan is out there. He says he leads and he guides and he knows the way and he knows what's up ahead. And so, and he knows. And so whatever, wherever he takes us and whatever it would come along the way, whatever challenges are along the way, he already knew those challenges were there and he's equipped us to, to, to tackle those challenges and to overcome those challenges and to move on to the next and to keep on going. Amen. Amen. So what do we need to do? We need to, we need to get back. We're, we've gotten out of the race. We need to get back on the, on the course. And we need to run the race. And we need to move forward. The finish line is out there. The finish line isn't over here, and it's not over here, and it's not back there. The finish line is out there. And so I believe everyone in here, everyone watching our line, God is showing you things. Pick it back up if you haven't picked it back up. Go back, at, get back after it if you haven't gotten after it. You just, let's stand. Let's just look to him. Father, we just thank you. We thank you that you do have a plan and you do have a purpose for each of us. Father, I thank you that, that no matter what it is that we encounter, no matter what it is that we face along the way, that you already have the answer. And all we have to do is just listen. Watch and listen, and you will lead, and you will guide, and you will direct. So just take a moment and look down on the inside, and allow the Holy Spirit to show you those things, and then you need to say, okay, God, okay, Father, I'm, I'm getting back at this. I'm, I'm taking the car and I'm, I'm pulling it out of park and I'm going to put it in a drive and I'm going to start moving forward and I'm going to follow you. So Father, I do thank you for each person here. I thank you for the plan. I thank you for the purpose, for each purpose that you have, for each, the purpose that you have for each person here. We thank you for the vision. We thank you for what you are going to accomplish Father, we thank you that this thing is picking up pace. We thank you, Father, that it's moving forward. And Father, we know that, you know, that we know the enemy ha has a plan of, of likewise, but we already know that you said it's a land that you're giving us. So Father, I think that we can reach in and each, each of us do our part. And Father, that when we do, you're going to do above and beyond what we could ever ask or think. And we thank you for it. We thank you. And Father, we just even pray out there ahead of time. We pray for all the people, Lord, that are going to be impacted through this vision, 
by the power of your word and by the power of your spirit through signs, wonders, and miracles. We thank you for it. And so, Father, we thank you that we call it accomplished, we call it finished, and we call in that everyone that needs, that needs to come in from out there, Father, maybe someone listening online right now, and God is speaking to you. You need, you need to come. You need to come in and be a part of it. But we thank you, Father, that there's more than enough labors to do it, to accomplish it. In Jesus' name, in everyone said, amen, amen, amen. 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 Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Brad. You may be seated for just a moment. Linda's going to come up and receive the offering, so you can start heading this way. But I just wanted to make sure, are you able to pray for folks after the service? Yeah, if you, if you would like prayer for anything, prayer of agreement, prayer for uh, healing, whatever it may be, uh, Pastor Brad will be up here after the announcements are done, and, and he will do that. So I'm going to turn it over to Linda. She's going to receive the offering, do the announcements, pray us, and send us off. Amen? Well, there's my direction. I kept thinking, elders, elders. The only one I saw was Brian, and I thought, well, he can do the job. He's well able, right? Hallelujah. You know, this podium's a little tall for me, I realized. <laughs> but you know what? At least I can see over the top of it, right? You know, if you can't laugh with yourself, what are you going to do with life? Right? Yeah. God is good, isn't he? Thank you so much, Pastor Brad, for that message. It really hit my heart. And I keep thinking about Pastor John's message the other day. We're at the top of the hill and we're on the way down. Oh, gosh, I love tobogganing. Isn't it going to be fun? Woo! The part I am going to have to learn, though, is not to try and steer. And I'm thinking maybe you might be there, too, right? So if you have your Bible with you, please turn with me to 2 Corinthians and chapter 9. And we're going to look quickly at verses 7 through 10 probably. We'll see how far God goes. So, hallelujah, Jesus. We just ask your word to be performed and settled in our hearts so that it stays there, Jesus, exactly where you want it kept. In Jesus' name. Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give. So that's my instruction to you today. Give as you purpose in your heart. You know? I know God may be telling you something, and it's good to do that. But if he hasn't given you a word, then you give as you purpose in your heart, okay? Because God honors that. Not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. You know, that looks like this, okay? And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always have all abundancy in all things may abound to every good work. You know, I love all the alls in there because it, it just fits everything then, doesn't it? All of it works. I'm going to skip down to verse 10. Now he that ministers seed to the sower both ministers bread for your food and multiplies your seed sown. 
You know why he does that? Because God knows you need to eat. You know? He's pretty smart. So he's providing for your food, but he's also multiplying your seeds that are sown so that you'll have an increase of fruit for your righteousness, and you will surprisingly be able to give more. Because God is always in the, benef- in the business of giving. He always has been, and he always will be. Now, I recognize some of you may not have an abundance to give, but you know what did God say about the widow's mite? He said, she gave more than you all because she gave out of her lack. So if that's you today, then give according as you desire in your heart. And God will honor that. He loves you. And you know, he was talking about not despising things. Don't despise small beginnings. If you've never given to God before, today's the day to begin. And if it's small, okay. It won't be small tomorrow. You know, God will make it multiply. And when God multiplies, he's got like three kind of measures, 30, 60, and 100 fold. So any of those choices are good, right? Any of them will work for me. I prefer the 100 fold. And thank you, Joy, for giving me this heads up, right? So if you're here today, we've got the offering in the back that Diane is pointing to. And we've, isn't it, Diane? Okay. Um, And then up here, we've got the mail option, the online option, and the in-person option. Now, today you might not want the in-person option if you're not here already, but, um, you know, that's okay. Pick an option. They all work, okay? God is good. And then I'd like to pray and dismiss you and ask God to bless you really good this week because he knows how. Yeah, I have to confess, last week was a difficult week and this morning when I got up, my body didn't want to move. It kept thinking, oh, this bed is so comfy. But you know what? Sometimes we have to purpose in our heart to make a choice and do the right thing, right? So praise God, we all made it here. Hallelujah. Jesus, we just thank you that you are the best savior, the best king. You are just the best at everything. And Lord, we look to you for our example, to be like you. Hallelujah. We take that in our heart today. We choose to be like you this week. And every time we don't know what to do this week, we just ask you, Lord, show me what to do. Show me how to be like you, because we won't fail if we choose to be like you. And we just ask that your power, your anointing, will cause that to come to pass, that we will, in fact, do just as you want us to do. Some of the things might be small, like a smile to someone who needed one, and some of them might be very large. But whatever they are, God, direct us. Help us to be living epistles for you this week. Epistles to all that we come in contact with, Lord. And we'll give you the praise and the glory. And Father, I just thank you especially for today. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, Jesus, you are so good, so very, very good. We worship and honor you, Jesus, because you're worthy of it. And Father, we just bless the people. We ask that they will go forth with joy and be led with peace, God. That their ways will be ways that are made straight as the Holy Spirit is directing them along their path. And we thank you, God, that the Holy Spirit is our guide. And so we can be peaceful and at rest. And Lord, I ask that the message that Brad gave, that we will purpose to find out what your purpose is for us this week. And you will honor it. It will no longer be a mystery to any of us, whether we're here in the building or online. We will know the purpose of God for us. And Lord, if there's anyone in the sound of my voice that has never heard your call, never known you as Savior, we ask that they will choose to make a right choice and claim you as Savior and Lord today for their sins and for their entire life and that they will be changed and made brand new. In Jesus' name, amen.